Pickaxe. Good morning. <laughs> Let's pretend this isn't a two-take intro. So today, we're talking about art, and we're talking about media. How the two relate in, in today's society, as it were. Uh, which do I like? Which do I make? What is art? What is media? How do they differ? How do they overlap? It's going to be weird. It's going to be interesting. Maybe. Maybe largely more interesting for me. Maybe a bit pretentious for some people. But I think we're going to have an interesting, fun time. Um, It should be good. It's a weird one to start on. So I feel a lot of what I'm going to be talking about today relates to, like, content. And it's such a generic word today, content. Because it just, it just means media. Basically, it means some sort of media. Or art, even on the internet. If it's creative and you can consume it as an audience person, it's content. Like films are content, but they're films because they're, you know, they're films. It's it's like if any kind of old art form, you any any kind of old art form that you can think of, like like film, art, uh, books, writing, audio, music, if that's put out on the internet, that's content, baby. And that's what we're talking about, is is content and how art and media falls into content. So, from my perspective, the, what I'm going to be talking about is, is kind of the scale of media to art. So, on one end of the spectrum, we have media. Within the content realm, we have media. And from my point of view, it's kind of just pure entertainment. It's, it's just, it's there to entertain it's there to exist, it's there to be fun, it's there to be enjoyed by people. And then the other end of the spectrum, we have art. And art is is kind of more about self-expression and emotions, exploring ideas. Down here, art, it's it's kind of for the artist. The the creator of the content for the art is the target audience, okay? The, 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 the creator themselves is the, is the reason the art exists. They want to make the art for themselves. But on the media end, the creator of the media is serving an audience, right? So entertainment all the way down to expression. And it's a slider. So when I say media or art, I'm not, I'm not saying one or the other. Everything's on a scale. Everything's a little slider. Every every little bit of content you consume on the internet is somewhere on this spectrum of media to art. So the way I kind of like to view content on the internet is imagine a graph, okay? So all content falls in this graph. So on, on the x-axis, we have that slider of media art. But on the vertical axis, we have what I sort of think is value. And all all content on the internet falls on a spectrum of how far along the media to art scale it is and how far up the value it is. So I like to think like a TikTok is is just kind of media a lot of the time. A TikTok is media and kind of low value. And then something like a TED talk, still kind of in the media section, but higher up on the value scale. And quite often I think like something like maybe fine art is kind of maybe kind of low down on the value scale because it's kind of maybe only good for one person. But sometimes you get a piece of art 
which kind of relates to a lot of people and it goes higher up in sort of the value. I would kind of like think of like films, like a well a well-made film, I think sides on the the side of art and and more more high value. When it's an interesting idea and it makes people think. Some TikToks are art though. Yeah, well, it's a scale, isn't it? I'm just thinking like the majority of TikToks. The majority of a trend. You see a dance trend on a TikTok and it's it's let's be real, it's 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 media. It's um kind of is what it is. But I think the thing with sort of saying this scale of of value, of having this one scale of value, is it is very subjective per person. What is valuable to one person isn't valuable to another person. So one person may value something like entertainment. And so a piece of media that's really entertaining could be really high up for them. They go, man, I had a really good time watching this. This is really high value for me because I just wanted to be entertained. Cool. For another person, it may be they want to be informed about something. So their value scale is kind of based on, was I given information? Was I informed about something? Has this given me a new insight? So I'm trying to think what other things of value could sort of be determined. Like what are what are the things that people value? Because at the moment, I kind of just think it's it's information and entertainment. And I kind of imagine these are kind of like a cross axis, both kind of in the vertical, but kind of at 45 degrees to the 90 degree upward. I guess it's kind of like a 3D graph maybe, but that's getting hard to value, uh, like visualize. So I will just leave it at, Media to art and and value on the y-axis. Maybe it's kind of like an alignment graph, you know? Those um, political alignment charts. Maybe that's a fun way. Maybe I'll do that one day. Maybe I'll do like a little um, breakdown. I'll get a big old bunch of content and I'll put it on my little graph of value to media to art scale. But it is probably, yeah, it's like a 4D graph. It's a 4D graph and I can't, I can't quite figure out how to make it work. <laughs> I can't visualize 4D for some reason, for some strange reason. Or maybe value is determined by entertainment plus information divided by two. Maybe that's what it is. And that's how you work out the, val- the value. But again, it's subjective. Um, but anyway, so thinking of this graph and the scale, you kind of want any kind of art or media you produce to be high up in the value section. You know, I I think that's where the good stuff is. High entertainment media, quite common, you know, high high value media. It's just kind of popular TV, pop culture, you know, pop pop culture media, very common. But I think where the interesting stuff happens and the interesting things are made on the internet or not even on the internet, just I think where interesting things are made are where it's kind of Further down onto the art spectrum, but still kind of high quality, high value. And it's where it's kind of where art hits like a mass more, a mass audience, a mass audience, Christ, you know? So I think that's the other thing with the art versus media sort of slider. If it's media, it's going to be more likely to appeal to a broader audience. And the further down the art line you go, it's going to be more niche. You're going to be like maybe appealing to one or two people in the art section. But on the media, it's going to be mass appeal. But as I was saying, I think something magical happens when it's kind of on the art side, but kind of hits the mass audience as well. 
is kind of mass audience art. High value mass audience art is where the magic happens. And you have like weird stuff that becomes popular. And I love that. I think one example in recent memory, I maybe got a couple things in recent memory, which I would sort of regard as art, which became kind of big. Um, first off is Elden Ring. The game Elden Ring, open world Dark Souls. Who would have thought that game would become big, you know? Because that's not a mainstream game, really. You look at Elden Ring, you look at the design of Elden Ring. My lord, that is art. Elden Ring is art, okay? In, in all regards to how game design works, if you look at Elden Ring, there's nothing about it which makes you think, oh yeah, this is, this is for the masses. That's very niche. It's a very niche game, but somehow it picked up traction and became mainstream. A piece of art became for the masses, and I think that's kind of magical. You know, it's not a Call of Duty. It's not a Call of Duty, which is masses. For the masses, you know? Just a fun entertainment game. Elden Ring is art, you know? Um, another, another thing I kind of think of when I think of art becoming successful within film this time in recent memory is the film Everything Everywhere All at Once. This That film is, is just incredible, man. It is... It's so different, you know? It's so weird. It's unique. And I think that's the other thing. Uniqueness, I think, is also kind of sits on a scale of, like, it, the more unique it is, the further down the art line it is. Like, if, it, if it's kind of mass repeatable, it's kind of more media. But if you go down into uniqueness... That's art, baby. And the film Everything Everywhere All at Once was so different. I would class it as as art. But it became mainstream because it was it was so good and it was so kind of mass appeal. Somehow the the strong artistic vision became mass appeal, you know? And and I think it's just, I don't know, when when that happens, it's really cool. On the other end of like film. We have, like, Marvel, you know? Marvel is no longer art. <laughs> like, I, I kind of put most films into the art category. But at this point, Marvel has just gone full media. Marvel has become so ass. Exactly. Marvel's become kind of trash. Marvel has gone full media, churning it out. It's just kind of sad at this point. They're kind of going, Marvel, mass appeal. No kind of vision. It's just churning it out, getting that repeatable format out, basically. And it, it's just gone full media. Yeah, some people may find it entertaining, but I'm not even sure it's high value in entertainment anymore just because it's so predictable. I don't know. I don't know. I've kind of just... I've fallen off watching the films of Marvel because the last few ones I've watched are just kind of bad. And if I'm, you know, if I'm going to the cinema, if I'm going to watch a film... I want, I want the art. I'm going for the art. I'm not, I'm not going for media. If I'm going for media, I'm watching something cheap. You know, I'm going to watch a YouTube video. If I want media, I'm going to watch a YouTube video. I'm going to watch a shitty TV show. I'm going to watch some fucking cartoons, man. If I want, if I want media, if I just want to be entertained for a bit, I'm going to watch some media. If I'm sat down, I'm taking a couple hours out of my day. I want something interesting. I want some fucking quality. I want art, man. I want something different. I want something that's maybe going to make me think. So when a film becomes full media, I'm done. I'm out. GG. GG no re. But let's talk about emotional state for a bit. 
Okay. Because again, on this on this scale, emotional state kind of plays a part. With with art, your emotions are heavily tied into the art, okay? When creating, the emotions are kind of intertwined within art. At its purest form, it's expression, right? Art is just expression of emotion. On the other end, media. Eh, emotions don't really need to be tied to it. You can just kind of get out some media without having to put in real emotions. And I think this is kind of half with like personal experience where like making videos. I feel I have to be emotionally involved in a lot of videos I make because I want to be passionate about it. And the videos I make are kind of, they're art. You know, the videos I make are art and I've kind of come to accept that I make art. I'm an artist. But on the other end, like I, I do make media as well. Like I would say live streams are a lot more media than art. Like I don't have to be in a good mood to do a stream. Yeah, it helps obviously because it's a little bit draining to to do a stream. And if I'm not in a good mental state, using energy doesn't really help. But like the Dota streams I do with Dav every week. I've I've done a couple of those streams where I've been horribly depressed. But you know, it, it's media, baby. I'm a professional. I'll turn it on. I'll fake it. I'll fake being in a good mood. You know? It's media. <laughs> I'm there to entertain. Okay? I do my job. I do my job. And yeah, it's draining. But it's not art. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't have to be real. It can be fake because it's media. It doesn't matter. Um, obviously, obviously the emotional state does play a little part in how I present myself. I've, I've noticed, I've watched back streams where I've, I know I've been in a bad mood or I'm feeling down and I notice I am slightly different. But I'm I'm still able to sort of turn it on and be presentable. It's not sort of like when, like a video I'm making, I kind of had to be fully invested and ready to do it. I can't really fake when I'm doing a video. I really have to be fully into doing the video if I'm doing the video because it's art and I have to be feeling the right emotion to make the expression. But with media, on and off. I'm trying to think of other examples, but I don't think I need to really. I think that kind of gets across the point, even when it comes down to like fine art. I don't want to dwell too much on emotions because people get cringy around emotions. People don't want to listen. Boo-hoo, you're sad. Boo-hoo. Move on. <laughs> I think the thing that made me realize or sort of start thinking about this whole sort of scale is money. Oh, money, 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 money. Uh, the world revolves around money. We all think about money. And content. Content. When content is your job, hello, this is me. It's all about money. Always comes back to cash with me. It does. Um, you need money to live. Unfortunately, you need money to live. And it's a weird situation to be in when you make stuff for a living and you need to make money to live. So it's like, oh God, it, it's it's weird where, I don't know, I can make a lot of different things, but every time I make something, I kind of have to think about how can I make money off this to live? I love just making art. I love just creating weird pieces. I love sharing ideas and thoughts, but also I need to be thinking, how can I pay my bills? And it's it's kind of sad, but it's it's reality. It is what it is. And that's kind of the scale. It's kind of the scale, the further down artistry you go, the less money there is, apart from the very top 1% of, of art, art, fine art that sells at galleries and it's all kind of bullshit and probably, you know, money laundering. And on the other end, 
Media. Media is where the money is. If you go full media, easier money. Media is repeatable. It's it's where people can pay you for it. It's it's safe. It's brand friendly. You can sponsor it. Art is oh, it's weird. You can't can't really make money off art. It's only for a few people. Media is mass appeal. Appeal to the masses. Get money off the masses when it's for the masses. You can rake in the money off the masses. But yeah, fuck me. I say I do say but yeah unironically. I've named the podcast but yeah because I say it so often. Um we live in a society everyone. <laughs> we live in a world where you can be creative and monetize your creativity and that's 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 kind of fun. That's really cool. But it's kind of where you put your creativity is where the money goes. Both media and art is made with creativity. You need to be creative to do both either and it's kind of fun people can make a living doing doing art and expressing themselves that's cool people can make a living just by making fun things i think that's fun i love seeing lots of little small businesses and the little media they create i think that's great um but i think because we do live in this world where it's kind of become very easy to monetize your creativity any any kind of artist can kind of make a living doing some art. Anyone can kind of make a living by being creative. Because of the way we're kind of structured with these platforms, it makes it harder for a creative person to kind of go full art mode, you know? It kind of becomes rarer for an artist to just go full art because they're going, well, I can make money being creative. So I'm not going to go full art because it needs to be kind of media. I need to be able to sell it, you know? I could express myself fully. I can go full art mode. But because I need to make money, I need to kind of pull it back. It needs to kind of be a bit more meadery so I so I can sell, so I can make money. And I think it's because it's so I think it is because like it's so easy to monetize creativity now. I think it's rarer to see people making art for the sake of making art, which is sad. I I guess it still does exist. Um but I just think it's less common. But yeah, but yeah. Um, so as you know, I recently I've been making console cards. For those that don't know, for those that just turned up, I've been making these little console cards, which are game consoles turned into Pokemon card sort of things. They're Pokemon cards, but they're for games consoles. Hashtag ad for your own brand, because that's also the world we live in. You have to disclose when you're promoting your own products. Hashtag ad um, studio hxn.etsy.com. Hashtag ad for me, my own ad. Hashtag ad. I've been enjoying making them, okay? It was a little fun project for me. I always kind of liked Pokemon cards. Growing up as a kid, I liked Pokemon cards. I've kind of grown out of Pokemon now. I'm not a massive Pokemon fan anymore. But the other trend I kind of like at the moment is people that have those graded Pokemon cards and kind of have them framed or have them on their desk. I've always thought that, oh, that's cool. I would love a little art piece that relates to me. And I thought, okay, I don't like Pokemon. I like the concept of having a card on my desk framed neatly, like it's a graded Pokemon card. What can I do that would suit my nostalgia? I thought I'll just make a little console. So I designed a little PS1 console card and I've I got it made. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is great. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little console card on my desk of a PS1. That fills me with nostalgia. 
Now, that could have just been it. You know, that could have been just art. I could have made a piece of art. For me, it would have been personal for me. It was mine. It was a piece of art. But my job, my job is being creative. And so I'm like, well, I've got to make money off this thing that I'm taking time to do. And constantly throughout making this, the whole process, I was like, is this worth my time? Is what I'm doing worth my time? Am I going to make enough money off, off doing this fun little project for it to be worth it? It kind of becomes weird where it's like when, when you're a creative person, making things becomes your living. But every time you make something, you're second guessing yourself of whether it's worth the money. And it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. I mean, this may be more because obviously I'm not making that much money. I've shared my finances in the past. I don't make that much money. So obviously I'm very stressed about money all the time, which is why I probably talk about it a lot more than a lot of people. I used to kind of be in a place where I didn't really have to think about money too much. And that was always a goal of mine was to get to a place where I didn't have to think about bills. They would just be paid. I knew I had enough money coming in for them to be paid. and I didn't really have to think about it. But now that I've gone independent, I'm thinking a lot more about money because I don't make that much money. <laughs> money, 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 money. Um, but, but yeah. So from my point, it's like I'm making a piece of art, but I can never sort of just make a piece of art in peace because I'm thinking about the financial side of it. And I feel like a lot of creative work nowadays is done with the mindset of finance, financial incentives behind every piece of content you consume. There's less art art. It's this scale where money and the access to money through creativity is pulling away from art and producing more media. Like, I think if you look on like any Instagram nowadays, it's it's hard to like, I think Instagram used to be a place of like just pure photography, uh, but now it's kind of become a TikTok, <laughs> a TikTok where it's trends and it's, it's kind of, it's media, it's media to sell ads to the platform, you know, and everything is just becoming more media and less art. And I think this kind of comes back to the Marvel stuff. And I guess just Disney as a whole, largely because now that Disney owns everything, Disney owns basically everything in in entertainment, right? It doesn't really have to compete. It doesn't have to stand out by like being creatively different. It doesn't have to be art anymore to be good for a film. As I said earlier, I think when a lot of people go to see a film, myself included, we're going for the art. You know, if we want entertainment, we're watching shorter form stuff. We're, you know, we're watching TV. We're watching YouTube. We go to watch a film. We're taking two hours out of our time. We want art. We want something different. We don't want what we've seen already. We want we want a new perspective. And because Disney's kind of monopolized a lot of film, it doesn't have to be art anymore to sort of stand out. And as a result, it's kind of just pumping out media films. It's the it's another superhero film. It's the same format. It's still predictable. It's just bad. So yeah. Disney's basically gone full media with their films because it brings in more money. They they make it they make it for everyone. And when it's for everyone, it's it's kind of just it's just mass appeal. It's raking in money. They're churning out for money, 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 money. It all comes back to money. And it's it's not just film, right? That's kind of becoming more media. It's like the platforms the public create on, which is a weird thing that 
an everyday person can make media. I think it's kind of cool that people can share stuff on the internet. But it's also kind of weird because these platforms are so media focused now and obviously they need to be media focused to make profit. And that's just the way of a platform like YouTube or TikTok or whatever. It needs to be media for it to be profitable. You can't just have an art platform. It's why Vimeo isn't fucking massive because Vimeo is art. No one goes on Vimeo. No one's watching stuff on Vimeo. Vimeo is not for the masses, it's for the tiny minority of people that want to just watch art. But YouTube, YouTube's a big dog. They're both YouTube and Vimeo, both video streaming places for, for anyone to upload. But YouTube's full media, Vimeo's all the way down in the art section. And it, it's kind of, because these platforms are set up to be profitable, they're in the media section, which means the stuff that people upload kind of has to be media to be profitable. And because the stuff that is uploaded has to be media to be profitable, the stuff that gets promoted and uplifted is the stuff that's media and is profitable. So as a result, the more media that's uploaded, the more media becomes the platform. The platform just becomes media. And the, the, the most media media becomes the most profitable for everyone. And I, I think it's the issue of like, it's that value scale, right? The higher up value, the longer something takes. If, it, if it's art or, or media, the higher value, the longer it'll take. If you've got a real raw piece of art, but it's got no value. Maybe it didn't take too long, but you've got a piece of art that took a long time. It might be high value, like a film. High value art. And opposite end, media. Low value, you got your shit content. You got your shit post content. And it doesn't take that much time to make. But because it's media, it's kind of profitable. And I think because these platforms are set up to encourage posting media the low value media becomes more common because it doesn't take long to produce. It's just as profitable as high value, kind of. It's kind of that trade-off of time to money. The low value media becomes so common on the platforms and it makes it harder to justify doing art because you can't really make money off it at all. What a ramble, what a ramble. I need to pee, lads. Can you give me a sec? I need to pee. Yo. All right. Where are we up to on this on this bloody thing? I do I do kind of feel like I'm talking in circles, but I'm gonna go through my talking points. It's sort of creativity is kind of either used for financial gain or emotional expression. On that scale, media to art, you either go mass appeal or niche. And when you go mass appeal, you can you can sort of make anyone a customer. But if you go full art, you go art mode. You're going to make less money just because it's a numbers game. If you go mass appeal, a lot of people can be a potential customer. If you go very niche with the art, it's just numbers. It's just numbers. You get less people interested, less potential customers, less conversions, basically. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's a numbers game with art. And that's kind of why it's not financially feasible. I think that's probably why, like, Mr. Beast does well. Mr. Beast is, you know, full media. If you ever watched a Mr. Beast video, it is very mass appeal. It is for the masses because it has no soul. A Mr. Beast video doesn't really have a point of view. It doesn't have any expression. It's just kind of there to appeal to anyone. There's no insight to be gained from a Mr. Beast video. It's just, it's just pure media. I'll be real, it's entertaining. It's probably high value for entertainment, but there's no sort of emotional attachment to a Mr. Beast video. 
You know, there's no emotional expression. It's just for the it's just for the masses. There's no niche. That's why he's done so well. But because of this sort of numbers game, people like Mr. Beast, they get numbers because they're mass appeal, right? Because they're mass appeal, their content gets recommended to people. And a lot of people watch it because it's for anyone and everyone. And because a lot of a lot of people just watch it because it's for anyone, it gets promoted more. Because more people are watching it, it gets promoted more. It's kind of a snowball effect. And because it's for anyone and everyone, and it already has a lot of views, it's going to be recommended over the small niches. Say you're you're interested in a small niche, but it's only got like 100 views. This video may be more entertaining to you than a video with a thousand billion views. <laughs> but because um, like a Mr. Beast video has such big audience and such big views, it's just going to plow over everything else. Even if the small niche might actually be better suited for you, because there's mass appeal stuff, which has big numbers, it's going to be recommended to you more often than a small niche that you might find more interesting. And because that's kind of the way systems are built online, I think it makes it harder to find good stuff on the internet. You know, it's harder to find art because the media, the mass appeal media, is so heavy on promoting stuff that's profitable and just bulldozing it across to everyone. And it's, it's because, yeah, because the algorithm is weighted for money, for ads. It has to be a profitable platform, so they're going to recommend the stuff that's mass appeal and profitable. I've kind of touched on this throughout going, going and talking about this, of the scale of media to art. But I think the one sort of key thing about media is that it's repeatable. Largely, media is kind of format-based, a lot of it. Art is kind of one-offs. It's, it's bespoke. I love the word bespoke. I think I overuse the word bespoke. But art is bespoke, okay? It's unique. It's individual. Media is kind of repeatable. It's predictable. It's the same stuff over and over again. And I think that's a good way to look at it. And I think that's why, I don't know, why I'm kind of bored by media and why I'm bored by YouTube is because it's set up in a way that media gets recommended and because a lot of media is formats and repeatable formats, I'm, I've, I feel like I've seen it all. I'm very bored of it. Like, I'm sure I've seen this video before and it's because I've seen, I've seen the exact format before. It's just slightly tweaked because that's what's going to make money. A slightly tweaked video of another video you've seen. We tried five potato chips. We tried five UK potato chips. We tried five... Asian potato chips. I feel like I've seen this video before, but no, it's slightly different. It's repeatable. I'm bored. I'm basically, I'm bored of it. <laughs> um, so last year, I kind of experimented with a lot of the content I was producing within my YouTube channel. And ex I was kind of experimenting to see what I liked and what I enjoyed doing. Turns out I enjoy making art. That's the short of it. But a little tangent I made along the way was doing tutorials for like OBS. OBS video tutorials. In my mind, this is media. It's not art. There's no expression in here. It's media. But I'm trying to make it high value. You know, I'm trying to get across information. It's not just, it's not just churning out media. I'm trying to make these OBS tutorials high value. I noticed when sort of seeing what other people were doing on the platform in terms of tutorials and OBS and what content is available, a lot of people were doing media, low value OBS shit. And obviously because they're churning it out, 
it makes more money. And these are kind of videos like top five OBS plugins, and then followed by top 10 OBS plugins. Here's three plugin recommendations for doing transitions. And they were basically just kind of repackage the same stuff 10 times, a lot of these sort of tutorial channels, because that's what the platform helps you do. And I think it's just like, it's just adding noise. And I find that equally frustrating as I am bored with media. And it's just to make that kind of content financially feasible, you have to churn out shit. You have to make any kind of thing you're producing. If you want to make a living off it, you have to turn it into something repeatable. You have to turn it into a format and and pump and dump, baby. And that's just the way online content is. And I feel this is kind of a downer note, you know? It's kind of it's kind of leads us on to why I've been thinking about all this. Because obviously I've spent a year experimenting. I feel this whole past month I've been talking about. I'm reflecting on my past year because it's kind of what I've been doing and I've, I've kind of become a bit existential about it all. Because um, I'm kind of thinking and looking at culture, the online culture, which is where I'm kind of based within my work. And I'm thinking, what am I doing with my life? You know, what the, what am I doing with my life? What do I want to be doing with my life? I, I've found that I don't really enjoy making media for my own stuff. I don't enjoy making media. There's a few formats I tried on my, on my channel where I was like, this could be a format, but I don't enjoy it. I don't want to do this every month. Like I tried doing like video essays of like tech stuff. I tried like a year ago, I did like a week of Mario streaming and turned that into a video. I was like, this could be a repeatable format. Like I did 2D games for a week of streaming and then made a video about it. I played Mario for a week, made a video about it, but it kind of became formulaic. It became a format and it wasn't creatively fulfilling to me because it wasn't art. And I realized what I really enjoy making for my own stuff is art. It's full art. It's just expressing what I'm feeling and sharing my thoughts on whatever I'm doing. And that's not financially feasible. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of what I do is, is very self-serving. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing what I want. I'm doing what excites me. And because it's, it's for a niche of one, it's a niche for me, it doesn't make money, baby. And so it's kind of like, what can I do? What can I make? What can I create? What can I use my creativity for that, you know, is, is going to be profitable? The only content I've enjoyed making over the past year is all the sort of Dota stuff I've been doing. So the Scrub Dota videos, I, re I really enjoyed that series. I've really enjoyed making that series and editing that, producing that. And I've really enjoyed doing the content, the streams, the Dota streams with Dav. That sort of, that's the only media I have enjoyed making over the past year. You know, I tried tutorials. I didn't enjoy making tutorials. It wasn't, it wasn't fun for me. I tried kind of different video-esque things on my own channel, but I didn't enjoy it. It didn't feel right. The only media, i.e. profitable creativity, the only media I enjoyed making this past year was the Dota videos. And so now I'm at a weird point where it's like, I need to find more media to make. Obviously, I will, I will continue doing the Dota stuff if it comes back, but it's like, it's not fully within my control and I can't, I can't be independent with this stuff. It's relying on other people. And if they don't want to do it, I'm fucked. You know, I need my own streams of income, which aren't relying on other people. And so it's at this point where I'm kind of like, what can I make, baby? And that's kind of why I've been thinking about it a lot. The sort of scale of art and media. 
because at the moment the only independent stuff I do is art. And so I need to make more media if I want to do creative work to make a living. Or maybe I just get like a part-time job as like a, a barista or something and then just continue doing my art as half half the time and I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, those have been some thoughts on media and art, where it is in the world, where I am in the world. I hope it was interesting. It's definitely, this is the most rambly one I've done so far and probably the most pretentious I've, one I've done so far. But it, but it was, it was needed. <laughs> it was needed.